How's it going, everyone? I'm Just Cruz. This is the Cruz Talks, and we are just going to be going into today. Uh, we are going into the fact that I have been out of the military for a year. Physically, I would say not uh, contractually, because my contract wasn't up till November of this previous year. Um, so I still have till November till my contract is officially over. But this episode is just to try to do a podcast on YouTube, basically going over what this first year being outside of the military is like uh, to give some perspective and help assist and let other veterans know like that it's not as easy as it seems. There are, I guess you could say, intricacies to it. And there's different things that I want to talk about just throughout the podcast, just to have people know what was going on, the situations, the different issues that arose um, and stuff that's that I've been dealing with with for the past year. So just a little quick summarization. I got back in August of this past year. I went to one of my great friends' weddings. Uh, celebrated that that was like my going away like i guess kind of celebration going to a wedding of a good friend of mine that i grew up with for many years and then from there we went into family life uh coming back home uh being able to deal with the kids being able to be around the kids the whole time uh was a big influence um i i wanted to dedicate more to making this channel working on stuff. I made one video, I made a couple of videos, but they weren't as, uh, they weren't up there. So it's still a work in progress, but it's trying to build something for veterans going forward. Uh, I enrolled in school. I'm working on my master's degree. I, uh, it's a public administration master's. Uh, I'm attending K-State University, uh, which is here in Manhattan, Kansas. That's where I reside now. What else can we say? It's just a, uh, it's just a big difference going from being in the military, serving for ten years in the army, and then going to not being in the military anymore. Uh, the transition is something that you deal with, something that you look into, and it's not something that's easily found or easily taken care of. I guess you could say, um, if you're active duty or dealing with active duty personnel. Uh, the best thing to do is the BDD program, which is the Benefits at Discharge uh, program, which basically enables you to get your disability claims and your VA stuff started prior to you getting out. So as long as you do it within the first 180 days to 90 days of you leaving or exiting the military, you're able to do that and you go through the claims, you'll do your CMP exams or uh, mental health evaluations, and you'll do all those resources beforehand. So by the time you get out, you have that in, in hand. So in my case, my ETS day or end of the term, termination of service, basically, was on November 19th of 2022. I received my benefits or my information, I would say, I think it was like December 1st. So within maybe like two weeks of exiting the military, I already had my disability rating and everything like that situated. Oh, big announcement that I wanted to make today. I just received uh, information basically stating that I am now 100% uh, permanent and total 
uh, disability rated. Uh, what that means for those that don't know is basically it opens up uh, different benefits that benefit my family in the case that if they want to go to schooling, they have the ability to go to school and they get a they would get a stipend for attending school. Um, comes with the benefit of me uh, being able to discharge my uh, school loans that I previously had before um, while getting my bachelor's degree. Those things, um, there, there's a lot more factors to it depending on your state benefits. That it varies, but that's one thing that I just got notified today. So basically being a year out from actually being outside of the military and it took me a year basically of dealing with the disability claim, which we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and just filing. So I guess the first thing, it was just like, um, just enjoying family life. It was something I didn't get to as much. And it was something that made me leave the military. It was one of the main reasons why I wanted to exit the military at 10 years and not do the full 20 years. I know a lot of people would have a lot of people question. A lot of people ask the question, like, why, why wouldn't you just do the final 10? And I think it, it goes into like the mental health thing of it like the the stress the anxiety um the missing of your family not being around your family those things have a large effect on it and it and it varies depending on, on the people because it, it depends on who the person is how they want to go about it 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 changes and it varies that way so it's not something that you are it's a one shoe fits all kind of thing everyone has their own criteria for why they want to exit the military Everyone has their own criteria for why they want to stay in the military. So it changes. For me, it was mostly I wanted to be with my family. Uh, I had spent a good amount of time in Germany. I spent four years there stationed there, and I only got to spend three years out of those four. So the past three years, I was living away from family. I now have a two-year-old, um, which... I get to actually see her grow up. I actually get to see her learn stuff she picks up stuff she wants to do building blocks she wants to paint i get to take my seven-year-old to school i get to pick her up from school those are things that i wasn't able to do um my situation was a bit different but those situations sometimes don't vary in between service members the job takes a lot out of you and it expects a lot out of you so you you end up giving up a lot and you lose out a lot of time a lot of information and a lot of firsts that your kids get to do, but you don't get to witness it and you don't get to see it. So I think that's a big that's a big factor, at least for me, it was just the fact that family time was not as existent as it was. I was separated for my situation, not the same for everyone, but being away from family sometimes takes its toll uh, with deployments is the same thing you you're not around your kids you don't get to see your kids grow you don't get to see your first they have like music recitals they have soccer practice they have softball practice they have basketball practice you get all these things that your kids have and the more kids you have it's more influential that way but then also it's influential in the fact that you don't you don't get to see those things and those are things that sometimes you may not get to experience those are some first are experiences that you just don't have like first day of school. That's something like you don't have a second first day of school. Like maybe if you do it at a different level, but like that first day that you drop off your kid to school, that's a one time experience. Each grade is worth something. But that first time you drop them off to school is like, hey, my kid is now in school and I get to drop them off. That's a that's a different experience. And 
I know a lot of command teams now are trying to make that and a lot of installations are making it like, hey, first day of school, you get a late work call. Make sure you take your kids to school, stuff like that. Because that's something that your kids remember. The kids, it, it's something that's always there. Like, hey, my dad took me on the first day of school, stuff like that. Something that is like, hey, if, they, if you're not able to take the kid to school all the time, it, it has that influence on them. Like, hey, now my dad need, needs to be here and can be here and there's no excuse for why i can't be there so that's a great thing to to do with that so that was i think the one of the main things just like coming into it that happened it was just like family time was a whole different situation uh it had its it had its difficulties i will say because the thing is is it, it was a learning experience for myself it was an, a learning experience for my wife and my two kids because I wasn't usually around. I was away in Germany for a couple of years. So being able to have those interactions and being able to now be with the kids, see the kids, interact with the kids and get to basically really learn my kids was something that I'm very grateful for and I'm thankful for. Um, but that was most of the reason why I made the decision to, to, to leave, just to be able to enjoy seeing the two-year-old grow up and my seven-year-old, because the seven-year-old, I missed a good amount of stuff. My oldest, I missed a lot of stuff out on, well, a lot on on her. And, and it's just those those things you, you don't get back. So it's like you try to make up for it when you get out. So it was just like going on walks, trying to teach her how to ride a bike, um, doing paintings or little projects and stuff like that helping them cut here cut there like make make different stuff and it's just like a big influence on just you being present and having both parents presence more more often than just hey you see them in the morning sometimes or you see them late at night right before you go to sleep and you don't really have that interaction with the with the kid so that's something that from the transition of being in the military to not being in the military that's one of the main things I would say that did that. Um, now, when it comes to the daily routine and the 10 years of being in the military, that I think is a different, that goes to a different side of it due to the fact that you were just so, it's basically like saying institutionalized to do those things. You you got it into your head like, yes, I will be going on leave and leave most of the time you got called to something and now i don't have that if i go on vacation i'm on vacation i don't have anybody to report to i don't have anybody to call nobody's gonna call me that some soldier of mine got a dui or some soldier got into a fight or one of them is in a hospital like you don't have that 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 anxiety or that push to have somebody just constantly trying to call you or trying to contact you about something that happened or some soldier did this or something like that so that's a big influence and that's a big change also that's something that it took some getting used to because it's like you were always on your phone because you were expecting what's next kind of thing and now my phone doesn't go off so it's a very it's a good transition because you don't have to worry about it and then being able to wake up when you want to wake up is a whole different echelon like you, the 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 liberty and the ability to do that is so easy going for your day because it's like you start it off and you do that you just wake up and there's no time limit like now i wake up it's because i have to take the kids to school but during the summertime 
it was just like we slept in, woke up when we needed to, made breakfast. I could go cut the grass. I could do chores around the house. I can, I could stream. I could try to create videos. I could make a little podcast and stuff like that. Like it gives you a lot of liberty to do stuff. It was, it was kind of like COVID basically, like how people got to work from home. I basically got to work from home without doing any work. So that you can't, you can't compare that to, to anything. And you can't really uh, put that into perspective for people to see that in the fact that yes, you are out of the military after that first year, you do that. But like I said, in the previous podcast, it's having a plan. So that's one of the biggest things like from this year out, having a plan is the biggest thing. The BDD program does help a lot because of the fact that you have your disability payments on there. Keep in mind, you can also file for unemployment if you're getting out of the military. That's one thing you can file for. You can file for um, the VRE, which is the vocational. I can't remember the acronym exactly, but I'll get back to you on that. And then that allows you to get schooling or training in order to get a job. You have different organizations outside like the American Legion, you have the BFW, you have different organizations that can help. So there's a bunch of resources once you get out the military that you can use within that first year to be able to take care of yourself. Problem being is, is that not a lot of veterans know that. But then every veteran isn't the same. All veterans deal with different things. So now, for me, a big thing was my mental health. That's a, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I always want people to go get seen, go, go talk to a therapist, go talk to a psychiatrist, go talk to somebody, um, somebody that you can confide in, or even just like the, the veteran crisis hotline down nine, eight, eight, press one. That's all you got to do if you need to talk to somebody. So that's something that you got to make sure you do. Cause that's one thing that I know I did fall into a bunch of the time, which made the transition a bit difficult within those first months and I'm still dealing still dealing with it now but it's just like you're so used to doing stuff and then sometimes your mental health just knocks you out of that then dealing with migraines or or other pain and stuff like that it, it's it's a bunch of stuff that's combined that that goes into it but that was just a main factor just like mental health does a lot cuz it's different when you're with your family all the time and it's different when you're not with your family around the, all, all, all the time uh your family becomes those people that you're stationed with or or deployed with or living around or work with that that becomes your environment when your family isn't around so you get used to working with these people talking to these people hanging out having barbecue stuff like that but it's not with your family so that that kind of has an effect on you and then you're back home and your kids don't really understand mental health yet because they're still young. So it's not as easy to explain to a a younger kid like, oh, daddy needs to take some time to, you know, think about things or just needs to clear his mind or something like that. Because there would be days that it's just like, you know what, I was just out of it. And I'm not the only one. I know other veterans and just anybody in general deals with issues when it comes to mental health. So that's something I always advocate about because it's something that does change and influence a lot around you. You deal with it a lot. You deal with it daily. 
and it, it does affect your productivity it affects how you go forward and it's something that you you need to take care of and you need you need to get seen for it you need to talk to somebody about it because it's it's very important to do so and it's very i would say enhancing to be able to talk to somebody about it and at least try to figure out why it is you feel the way you do and try to get some sort of coping mechanisms for it now are the coping mechanisms going to work not necessarily but at least you have an idea that it's just like why you're thinking this way and how you can avoid and change the way you're thinking so it allows you to try to move forward even though you still have those setback days which i deal with and it's just like trying to move forward so that's one thing that mental health is always important to any veteran. If you have anything like that, make sure to file a disability claim. Now, that that going into disability claims, like I said, the BDD program, that's great. But dealing with the VA is different from that BDD program because you can get your initial rating from there. And then from there, you still have to try to get to that 100% to be permanent in total and be able to give family benefits which comes not only from the school stipend which is uh chapter 35 you can also get um dental taken care of unless you have a service connector for it dental becomes available you also have um your school loans can be um removed so that's one thing a lot of veterans don't know so if you've gone to school you've gotten thousands of dollars worth of school loans once you become 100% permanent and disabled or if, even if it's a temporary one which um or the unemployability one I, I can't even think of it right now the the actual lettering but which is uh crazy because I, I talk about it all the time to other people but it's just something that when you have that it discharges your loan so you would send them as long as they're federal loans you would send that to the loan servicing agent whichever you have you show them the documentation saying you're permanent and total, 100% disabled, your school loans get removed. So when it comes to disability claims, it's knowing what you have to do, knowing where you have to look, and basically notating the stuff and the issues that you are currently going through. So most of the time, if it wasn't in your service record, that's something where you need a nexus letter, you need to talk to somebody on the outside to do that. For me, I did most of the process on my own the first go round. And then I submitted something else and I was denied for something that I was in my records clearly showing. So I decided to hire a VSO, which f was from the um, American Legion. And he helped me and he just he just basically processed the stuff because the stuff I already knew what I had to do. I just wanted to make sure it was being done the correct way so it can be done like that. And then I contacted him on on Monday because something came in the mail saying that there might have been an error by the VA as to why something wasn't submitted or wasn't taken care of. So you, you, you get that information and it's always good to have somebody that knows what they're doing and is that's their job. VSOs, that's their job or VA claims agents. Those are their jobs to do that stuff. So it's very important to be able to have somebody that you know that you can contact with that. So you can get that information and get that stuff um, notated filed and claimed um, and they can direct you as to what it is and they also give you the information that you need for benefits so that that way you have those benefits in place you have them and you know what they are uh, also with that is 
every state is different. So you getting the information goes differently from the state, but you have that VSO that usually works from that state. They will be able to give you that information, whether educational wise or state benefits that are provided from, from the state. So that, that, that was that section of it. Um, but now I am a hundred percent and it's, it's different just cause it's like, at least you have the stuff notated and it's always good to try to notate everything you have in there. Everything you have that can be an issue and a claim, make sure to put it in there. Cause it's like, you want to be taken care of, you go get seen, even if it's by your own private doctor, you at least have the knowledge and the ability to know that you will be able to get seen on the back end by somebody else. So that's something you always have to keep in mind. Um, and then after that, it was just like, I'm still, I'm still here with family. I get to see my family. My family has come to visit a couple of times. My mother has been here a couple of times. Uh, my sister was just here. Uh, my oldest was just here. Um, my wife's family came over and it was just like, I'm actually able to spend time with them. As before, it was just like your family came over, I would be able to see them early morning, then the evening, and then the weekends, which isn't as um, enjoyable to spend time with your family when they're not able to be around the whole time. So that's something that just like you want to pay attention to, you want to look at, you want to, you, you want to see that just because of the fact that it's just like, you have the ability to now spend time with them. So that that is still an aspect that goes with it just by being outside of the military just being able to spend their actual days off or their days off with them in 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 its entirety basically um we have also let's see within this one year of doing that um i've been able to have this youtube channel i've been able to have my twitch channel with streaming uh, I've been able to work on different things, just like uh, working on setting up the, the the look of this room, the look of the house. I'm able to cut the grass with no issues, able to work on the house, do different things like that. That Stuff that is just like you would have to like pick and choose when you could do it because sometimes you weren't around and sometimes you'd be off to the field for training or something like that. So that that's a big influence on that. But you go to it and is just being able to enjoy the stuff without having that thought in the back of your head, like, Hey, somebody's going to call me, call me into work or something like that. You have that flexibility just to be able to do stuff just cause you're out of the military. And now with that in mind, I've, I've enrolled in school. I'm currently going to school. So with that is just like, I'm a K state student. Um, I would have never thought I was going to be doing my master's, but the GI bill is something that's, entitled to you after you've served in the military as long as you serve i believe it's 180 days plus you have a good conduct or honorable or i think it's the lowest you can go is other than honorable you can't have anything you can't have a bad conduct one but an honorable discharge you have that and you get those benefits um and that's something that you're able to do and use and i am using them now to go into a public administration master's degree program from kansas state university uh the way that's working out is that i want to be able to use that degree in order to work on veteran affairs uh even today just talking to the professor when we're talking because it's a research methods class we're going into the fact that it's 
the question I want to answer is like, why are more veterans filing disability claims? So it's interesting because when it comes to looking at theories, proving theories and doing the research for it, it's like how simple can I make this question, but how can I also obtain all the information for it? That leading to like, it has my mind thinking a lot, which has helped, I guess, with the mental health issues. It, it keeps my mind busy. So it's on other things rather than negative things. So going to school is something new. Well, not new, but doing a graduate program is new, which will allow me to further educate and further be able to actually do my own research or build my own theories that will help the channel and help veterans because then I can try to find what the reasons are for things that veterans are not using their entitlements or why they're not filing for their entitlements or not filing a disability claim or not using their claims and not using the entitlements that they have to get better. So being able to enroll into a school, have the GI pay, GI bill pay for it. That is a big plus. Like next episode is why the army wants you. That's something that I explain on there and I go into depth into just, you know, talking and relating and seeing how those items and those things are accentuated basically within that realm, just being able to go to school. So I just want to be able to do that. At the end of the day, being a, a claims agent wouldn't be bad or being a VA accredited agent would be something to look into, but it's a process of the VA actually accepting you to do it. So if, if I'm able to do that, that's something I would really like to do because I think it would be influential and I think it would be great to be able to be accredited in that and then also have a master's degree in public administration allowing me to enhance credentials and show the credentials to be able to actually help veterans out and maybe hopefully work on policies to promote veteran affairs, veteran benefits, expand on them because certain states have more than others. So it's more of a, hey, what can we do for veterans so that all veterans are aware kind of stuff? The the same way they did the the Soldier for Life program. That was something that like Congress did. They did the PACT Act now. That's something that Congress did, but that was people below fighting for veterans to get those benefits. So it's something that I see and it's something that I would like to help assist with and help push forward because I myself am a veteran. I have a bunch of friends that are veterans. I have some veteran friends that went I went to high school with. Uh, so it's something like, hey, these are these are people that I grew up with and they are benefits that I don't know if they're using them. Do they know about them? But they're veterans and veterans need to be taken care of. Uh, big issue like with homeless veterans. They, they, we need to get rid of that. Shouldn't exist. But that's that's how it is with that. But one year after being out of the military, it's a very different experience. Um, experiences may vary. And will vary depending on the veteran, depending on what they have planned, depending on what they have. Like for me, I knew I was coming home to my family. I knew I was going to enroll in school. I knew I was going to take some time off. That, that was the one thing that I really wanted to do. It was just like I hadn't had a break in 10 years. Yeah, you have your little vacation days and all that stuff. But I wanted to have a break in 10 years and I haven't. 
I, I basically relaxed and enjoyed my family time, spending it with the family, going to do things, going to see other parts of the family that I hadn't seen or hadn't gotten the opportunity to be around for some time. So I wanted to do that and I wanted to make sure that I continued to do that. And that's one of the the biggest things is just like the the relaxation and the the lessened stress that you have from not being in the military. It's a, it's a big difference. But like I said, it depends on where you work, who you work with, who you work for, all the extenuating circumstances that come apart with that or come with it are vary. Everything varies. So there's no one cut for everything or one shoe fits all. Like I said earlier when it comes to being in the military. So also, one thing with the within the year is like I said, I, I've been working on the YouTube channel. So I'm working on this and I'm trying to create an environment or I wouldn't say it would be like an organization, but it it might end up as an organization for veterans. Uh, but it's just basically because I know I I gained a lot of wisdom and I have a lot of friends that gain wisdom off of a Facebook page that has a ton of information for veterans that they have questions and stuff like that. So I want to create something like that, but I want it to be just a resource. I don't want it to be anything else of the sort It's just a resource, a page that you can join. It'll be like a one-time fee that you pay just to join, but then you're in there for the rest of however you need the, the page. So it's, it'll be a discord page and it'll have videos. It'll have tutorials. It'll have voice channels. It'll have all that information that you need in order to be able to up your rating or get the benefits you deserve get the entitlements you deserve and learn about the entitlements that you deserve and have being a veteran of the military. And that'll be for any branch designation. So each branch will have their own like section so that that way, if you have a specific question that was for your branch, you can ask the people from your branch, the questions so that that way it's something that it's split, but it's also a more, feasible and easy directive or directory for people to find the information because there's a lot of information out there that people just don't know that people just don't understand. Um, even just I like the breakdown, I have a breakdown within it that I've created so far of just, excuse me, of just like each state's benefits. So you can, you'll be able to click on whatever state you reside from, and from there, it'll take you to that page and you'll be able to see where it is you're doing and stuff like that. So I've had the time to do that while being out of the military. So that's something that, like I said, it's something that I appreciate and I'm thankful for. Uh, I, I I am a disabled veteran. I do receive um, compensation for that. Uh, but that's something that it's just like it's an entitlement, something like, hey, I'm not 100 percent. I'm not the same person I was when I joined 10 years ago. So 10 years later, after body breaking down, mental health breaking down, it's like it's the military's way of saying, like, yes, we know this can happen to you. We know this can do it. But you have to remember that each person is different. Each veteran has gone through different things, 
seen different things, been exposed to different things. And that's, it, it doesn't even matter the era. That could be from before, that can be from after. So that's something you want to keep in mind when it comes to that. But that's why I just want to make that directory to educate veterans, just to educate, give you the information you need and you use it the best way you can. Because you as a veteran are your best advocate. You are the beneficiary. You are the one with the entitlements. I cannot do something for you that you don't want to do for yourself. So that's something that's just like, hey, I'll walk you to it. I'll show you. But after that, that's on you to do. And that's something that within a year of being out, you realize that. And you you talk to different veterans because you run into them in the street. You run into them at, at, at different, like, environments and you just talk to them and you make friends with them and they ask you questions and you ask them like, Hey, dude, have you filed and stuff like that? Uh, the amount of people I've ran into and that I just have information for, and I just give them information. It's surprising. Like I remember, what was it two weeks ago? We, we got into a cab. It was an active duty member driving Uber on the side. Hey, can't knock it. I used to do it too. Just make money. Take care of soldiers. Make sure people are getting home safe. You avoid DUIs and stuff like that. It's it's a good gig. It's something to do on the weekends if you ain't got nothing to do. Keeps yourself busy. Keeps yourself out of trouble. But it was just like the information that I gave him, he just asked a couple of questions and I just gave him information about it. And it's just like he was surprised at the fact that this information was available and that was there. So those are things that is just like, you learn you can learn so much within this year of that first year being out and remember that first year is very important when it comes to disability claims because basically you have that year from getting out that you can file those things and they see it as oh yeah it is connected to the military once you are outside of that window a lot of your documentation a lot of information needs to come from an outside physician psychiatrist um, surgeon or whatever the case may be and have a letter showing like, yes, this could be attributed to your time in the service. So that's why that one year thing is very important. And it's just like, it's, it's great. Cause I got my notification basically a year, not contractually, like I said, but physically I was out. My leave days were accrued enough. And vacation days were accrued enough that I was able to get out 99 days early. So it, it was something that's very influential. You can learn a lot in a year. You can learn a lot about yourself in a year. You learn a lot about your kids in a year. You learn the changes that have happened within yourself, the changes that have happened with the the world in general, because it's not the same anymore. After 10 years of being in the military, coming into it and then leaving it, society isn't the same. Society's changed a lot. Uh, society all over, like even structures, building structures, the store you grew up at that was there since like you were like two years old is no longer there. Uh, inflation driving stuff crazy. COVID did a whole number on people. So it was just like within this last year, I got to realize that and I got to experience stuff that I had in, in like 10 years. So that was very eye-opening. And just even going to school is different because I don't have to worry about missing class because I can always attend class. I can always go pick up my daughter because I don't have to worry about 
being out in the field or not being around to do it. I get to watch my kid all day, get to take her to the park throughout the day, not just specifically on the weekends when I'm off. I'm off all the time now. So those are things that like within a year, it's, it's been a, it's been a great journey. Um, I expect things to get better. I expect uh, this going to school thing to really enhance me thinking again outside of the box and allowing me to use the resources and the environment that I'm in to make veterans better, assist veterans better, uh, teach them better, uh, learn ways of researching that will allow me to provide information to veterans that they don't see or isn't readily available because I'm trying to find out how I can do something for them that will benefit them and they can learn from. So within this one year, we'll do this. We'll definitely do another uh, anniversary uh, stream, basically, so that that way we can continue to show that within each year what the changes have been. So for this one, disability claims are taken care of. Enrolled in school for the first year, which I have the little shorts I do on YouTube that it's every day I'm in class. I do a short for it, uh, and we'll draw that out as far as we can, as long as we remember to do it, which shouldn't be an issue. We'll have the YouTube the YouTube channel growing. We'll have Discord channel growing. We will have our uh, merchandise growing. We have the background. Uh, we'll keep on growing with the little sound panels and stuff. So it's going to be a bunch of growth when it comes to it. And I just want to be able to do that through YouTube and have that growth shown over time on these podcasts. So we'll continue to do this. This will end this episode of Cruise Talks. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I hope everyone continues to listen in. And if you have any questions, comments that you want to ask me or you want to get across, uh, don't hesitate to leave it on the comments or in the comment section, leave a like, subscribe, and we'll continue to get this information out to you. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Always make sure, take care of each other, look out for each other, love each other, be each other, and be there for each other. And that's all I got. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Just Cruz, signing out. Peace.